Hello, everyone, and welcome to another SDGC review discussion. I'm Derek, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Finn. Finn, how's it going, man? Hello, sir. I'm doing awesomely. I'm do- it's it's just good to be on another one of these with you. It's been a while. It's been a hot it minute. It do be. You, you, haven't, you don't really get to participate nearly as much in like the reviews and the live show as much anymore. You're still here. You're still doing a whole lot for us behind the scenes. You've just been very busy. Uh, it is always great whenever you can be on-on, though. Well, and you know what? And this is what I wanted to be on on for because this is uh starting twenty twenty three off with with the new Square Enix RPG. Yeah, well, and and I know that this is one you were very curious about, uh, and I think that that the two of us collectively were were maybe the most interested in this. I'd say I know I'd Justin say that's an was, accurate statement. Justin was also kind of interested, but but we've all watched this with some degree of curiosity. Today, we are here to review Forspoken. Uh, now, I have beaten the game uh, and done a significant amount of side content, though I haven't 100 percented the game. Uh, Finn, you have not played the game at all, correct? Uh, I have started it. I you have... just started. OK, correct. so but you've I got ha- questions. I do have questions, and I'm here to to bounce them off of you so I can get some answers. Yeah, um, I'm actually because... glad that you've started it and that you've played a, a little bit of the beginning part because I think that that's one of the areas, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but th- that I have maybe some of the most frustration with. Well, um, and I, I honestly appreciated your forethought or foresight on that because knowing that it's X amount of time and then it, it stops being like that makes it easier to get through. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like knowing there's an end point in sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, we were gifted, not gifted, we were given a review code for PS5 by Square Enix, so we got it a day before launch, and thank you to Square Enix for the opportunity, as always, very close with Square Enix. Um, so, where to start with Forspoken? One thing I want to put out in advance that's not really connected to the game itself, but I do want to touch on is there were a lot of creators and writers of color who were a little concerned about this game leading up to release. I mean, it's a a Japanese-developed and published game, Western creative team, uh, a black female main character, a predominantly or entirely white writing staff, if I remember correctly, and there were a couple of PR flubs uh, on, on that issue leading up to release. So there's a lot of folks, a lot of black folks who were hesitant about this game and concerned about this game. And and they have every right to be so, given the industry tends to not be great at portrayal of black folks. Um, I don't think the game has anything deeply problematic about it that I found. I mean, like there's a couple things that made me roll my eyes that could be done better. Obviously, have more black folks working on your creative teams, but... Um, I think that if you want to hear more about those issues, please seek out black content creators and writers and reviewers who have played the game and can speak to their thoughts and experiences. I think that is the best place to go for more nuanced and more knowledgeable discussion of that kind of subject. That's not my neighborhood. That's not my wheelhouse. Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that and say that I think that that people's people's concerns are valid, but but seek out black content creators who have played the game, if you want to know more about that. Um, all that being said, I wasn't really sure 
what to expect coming into this game. Because I admittedly tried to come in as as um, kind of blind as possible. I I watched very few trailers past the first two major trailers. I didn't play the demo. Finn, where were you at when you started the game? Um, I I I started fresh, completely fresh. Like you Correct. hadn't watched much of anything. Not Although at all. you'd heard a little bit of of my feedback that I kind of talked about. You're off you're of the only you're the only feedback I I I mean outside of the the exhausting dialogue about dialogue. Um, yes, yes, which is completely overblown if you ask me. A hundred percent, especially it, it. You know what? I don't want to rant on the on this review, but it's it's. I felt like it was a Mass Effect Andromeda scenario where it became suddenly cool to bash the game for a certain reason. Gaming, and it gaming just, it just, Twitter it just went viral on its own in that regard, whether or not it was justified. Gaming Twitter loves to pick a game and then that game becomes like mimetically the thing that it's OK to dunk on and cool to dunk on no matter what. Um, we see that time and again and Forspoken kind of unfortunately landed in that position. Um, it's not to say that the dialogue does not have its issues sometimes. It's not to say that the writing is perfect. Uh, I think it's sometimes a little cringy. I think it's it's Austin Walker actually did a great piece um, that I thought was a lot more nuanced than a lot of the hot takes being dropped about the quality of the dialogue, which is there's a couple of points where the game wants to do that, like look directly into the camera. Isn't this fantasy stuff so weird? And like. I've I've bought this game to to get into the fantasy to you know to come to this world that's being beset by this corruption and fight the four evil auntie witches like you've already got me I'm here for the fantasy we don't need to be pretend that we're kind of ashamed of the thing we've created and sometimes that's how that style of writing can feel but I don't think um I don't think the dialogue is is an issue I think what it is is the game's very CW. I don't mean that as an insult. Uh, I mean that as a categorization. Um, you you haven't made it super far in, but maybe you've already noticed the kind of style of dialogue is a little bit twee, is a little referential. Uh, correct. Is, is very, but, people say Whedon-esque, and I don't know that that's entirely correct, but... But can I stop you and just point something out? Is that yeah. that is one hundred percent my jam and style. So I I I, I kind of I'm I'm all for it. I dig. Yeah, it. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a style, and some people don't like that, and some people do like that. Yeah. Uh, I would also say it's very CW in that it's like like it's definitely going to be if you're somebody who likes a lot of the CW DC shows or a lot of the CW originals, um, you know you're going to love this. You know, if you were a big supernatural fan, like you're going to love this. That's the writing style. That's the audience they're going for. Like my wife is, is stoked to start this game now that I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and like, I enjoyed it uh, despite being, you know, one step in cynical film Twitter kind of. Um, right. But like, I enjoyed the story. It hit me with a couple of, like, I'm not, we're not going to spoil anything in this, I do appreciate review. that. I'd be very sad. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed, you know, the the interactions between a lot of the characters. They hit me with a couple of twists that, like, I I thought might be coming, but were pulled off well enough. Um, 
you know, I think that for me, where the game shines is its gameplay. Um, it's a very mixed bag of ups and downs, but it was a joy to play once you kind of got out of that relatively long opening. Cause the opening's like an hour to an hour and a half where you're right. mostly on rails doing a lot of the Sony first party walk and talk. Um, yeah. You know, which, which given the, 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 uh, just quality of the gameplay itself and the movement and traversal, it kind of feels like a really weird way to introduce players to that. Game. Yes. Well, and it's hard too because you 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 spend a lot of time without any of these powers. Um, and then, but you know because you've watched the trailers and you've heard people talk about this that the the magic parkour is what makes the game. And then the game gives you just a taste of it for just a very short bit, and then it puts you back on rails again where you're not allowed to use it and. and the way I kept describing it is it's like, I'm like a racing greyhound. Open the gate and let me go. Right. And it kind of felt like I was in that like anticipatory phase of like, I get that you're doing all of this setup. You could do this maybe a little bit quicker, but I, I get that you need to do it, but I want to go. And once they opened those gates and let me go, I started having a much better time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's good. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the the magic parkour system is maybe my favorite form of traversal in an open world game outside of uh, Spider-Man on PS4. Nice. Uh, and, and let's be clear. Once this game opens up, it is a very like Ubisoft style open world kind of game, complete with towers that reveal parts of the map and so on and so forth. So. In a lot of ways, this game shouldn't have been for me because I have made it very clear that I don't like those types of games very much. I I admit that I spent a couple of hours early on kind of forcing myself to try to do as many of the side things as possible to get the little bonuses and this and that. And, and I was a little miserable. And eventually I made the pact with myself, the the same pact I made with myself for Final Fantasy 15. Uh previous game from this studio luminous productions that i i need to stop and i need to just work through the story because that's the part that i'm enjoying and i'm artificially forcing myself to check off the boxes and not having fun and once i dedicated myself to just working through the story i was back to having a, a great time so um you know, it, it's the combat system. Have you where? How far in exactly are you? Oh, I'm still in the walk and talk section. You still so you. Haven't really I, I literally just started it last night because I I I, ha, I tried not to juggle games, so I was waiting until I finished another game before I started it. Gotcha. So well, the combat system is is weirdly not what I would have expected. It's kind of a third person shooter format. Um, it it reminds me in some ways of like control. In that it's it's very floaty. It's very fluid. It is not precise at all. Uh, and admittedly, I'm playing on a PlayStation 5, so I'm playing on a gamepad, and I'm a mouse and keyboard kind of person, so I've never been good at shooters on a controller. But when I say it's it's not precise, again, I don't mean that as a um, as a knock against it, because the purpose of it is for you to be very free form, 
you know, slipping and dashing all over the place, switching between all of these different abilities and throwing them out. Um, yeah, it it the best way I can describe this game almost is like, what if Final Fantasy fifteen had a version of Control's combat? Okay, and like on paper, that's incredible. That's that is a great combination for a lot of folks. Um, I don't know if people remember how much of a mixed bag Final Fantasy 15 was, but like Forspoken. Oh, I do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing about Forspoken, I would say, is there is nothing I would criticize Forspoken for that I would not also criticize Final Fantasy 15 for. Interesting. Uh, they are okay. extremely similar games in terms of the flaws in their structure and writing where they appear. Which right. makes sense because isn't this like a lot of the Final Fantasy 15 team and it's running on the same engine as 15, like the Luminous engine? Pretty much. And it's not, um, it's not, uh, was it Tabata that did FF15? Um, it's not the same person at the top, but it is the same studio. It's going to be a lot of the same, you know, DNA that makes its way through. Um, yeah. I think gotcha. it's, 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 this is an interesting game to look at through the lens of Final Fantasy 15. Because you see where the story sometimes is unevenly paced and sometimes has to kind of blow through parts very quickly, but then sometimes languishes on the small details that, like, this could have been an email. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can see where there's elements that maybe were meant to be more thematically powerful. Like, from the very beginning of the game, you see that the, the protagonist, Frey, used to be a bookworm. Uh, you get like a picture of her in school and she's like in a library with a pile of books around her and she's reading. Um, you do a lot of research in bits of the game on characters by like looking through the archives and, and reading about things. Um, the archives are a very important part of the main city that acts as kind of like the hub area. Uh, and you actually find bookshelves in every kind of waypoint house where you can like rest and fast travel to. And those bookshelves are where you get to select like which abilities you're working on challenges for to power them up. So there's like a theme of, of Frey being a big reader and that being very helpful for her, but it's not really hammered on in the way you almost feel like it should be. Okay. Like it's clear this game went through a bit of an identity crisis. It isn't a hundred percent sure what it is and yet despite that the the sum of those parts is a very engaging and very interesting game um i really did want to learn more about this world of athia i really did want to learn more about the four tantas who were these again like auntie witches that that run the world basically and used to be kind benevolent rulers but for some reason have turned evil and and you know, started corrupting the land. Um, you know, it's, it is interesting. It is engaging. The gameplay is good. And then you will go back to town and do a side quest. That's 30 minutes of you slowly walking behind somebody <laughs> who is telling you about the city. And like, that's where the game falls apart to me. Uh, right. That yeah. is, it's, it's that you almost have to avoid and it's not the side content out in the wild where it's, hey, go find, 
you know, these ruins and beat up some enemies. And the most of that is built around the traversal and the combat, which are the good parts of the game, the really good parts of the game. But then you go back to the city and and I I cannot stress this enough. Don't do it. Don't do city side quests because you will talk to somebody and find yourself for 20 minutes in a boring conversation where you're walking behind somebody <laughs> very slowly and it's it greatly overstays its welcome. Um mm. so but Final Fantasy 15 was that way, right? Right, yeah. Final Fantasy 15 had all these random side quests you would get into and it'd be like, "Okay, now you're not playing a game for 15 minutes and why would you do this to me?" It's it is it's very weird. Yeah. But so th- now let me ask you something. Yes. Because part of what I loved so much was uh just seeing all of the like attacks and spells and everything in the trailers. Like d- is the combat as as fun and as varied as it looked? More so. More okay. so. Easily. Um there are four different like branches of magic. One of which you don't unlock until really the game has entered its like final stretch and you don't really get to do open world stuff anymore. Um, but, but then like you beat the game and then you can, you know, okay, the evil's defeated, but there's still corruption out there. Go finish the side quests. Right. Um, each of those branches of magic is based around an element. It has its own traversal options that it adds to your repertoire. It has, multiple different forms of like base attack, special attacks, supporting abilities that you activate that are selected off wheels. There's a ton of spells in this game and not every one of them's a winner, but a lot of them are very flashy and very fun to use. That that's what I'm, that's what I'm excited about. And it, and the it's game the really spells because that was one of my, the biggest downsides of 15 was it really de incentivized you to use magic. Yes. And this so this feels like very much the flip side of that because oh, everything's awesome. magic. That you actually don't get any melee abilities until like after you've beaten your first Tanta, basically. Um, it's 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 very much encourages using because also you can switch between different abilities on the fly. You can switch between the styles of magic on the fly and. I would find myself in some of the tougher fights later in the game, like switching back to the earth magic, throwing down like the support plant that will shoot seeds at people, um, you know, binding people down, switching back to fire, setting up a firewall like you are meant to flip between dozens and dozens of spells in combat and maximize all of them because they're all on their own cooldown. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So oh, that makes me happy. Okay. Yes. Like I said, fighting in this game when you're in a fight that's actually making you think about it, um, which, you know, to be fair, is is often, um, you know, the game's not easy. About the midway point of the game, you'll find that, like, common mobs are not really putting up any difficulty for you anymore, no matter what, but you still get hit with a lot of mini-bosses and, like, elite enemies that make you work for it, and, yeah, it's just a blast switching between all these different spells and and utilizing them and thinking about what do I need in this moment? What do I have that's not on cooldown? You know, it's it is very very fun to to get into those heated fights and it's a ton of fun to 
just blast all over and explore this extremely large, extremely pretty world that they've made. That's um, awesome. Now, uh, we've we've mentioned that the dialogue is CW-esque, and you've mentioned that cutscenes can sometimes drag if it's like a, a walk-and-talk conversation, but what did you think about Frey as a character as a whole? Um, I like Frey as a character. Um, there are t- there's a lot of times where I really didn't like Frey as a character, but I think that I-, I go back and forth on whether or not that was falling into tropes that I greatly dislike, or if it was intentional that like we're not supposed to like her at these points. So Frey is an orphan. She was found near the Holland Tunnel as a as an infant uh, and raised on Earth, and you know plot. You know she has this troubled upbringing. She's been in and out of uh, you know, trouble with the law. Uh, it, I actually didn't like this part because the the opening of the game has you going to court, uh, and they list off like all the times that she's been arrested for like larceny and burglary and things like that. And I'm like, can we not have the the young black girl protagonist be the fucking you know repeated criminal? Thief. Like right. this is kind of you know, it's one of those places where like even I, unwilling as I am to step into this territory sometimes was like, this is could have been handled better, you know? Um, but I think the purpose of that is to set up that she's a little misanthropic and she's a little like, you know, you got to look out for number one because she's been through, you know, she's never formed attachments to anybody. So when she ends up in this fantasy world and ends up, you know, being the only person who kind of can take on the Tantas and can return the world to peace, her only interest is getting back and that comes to a head repeatedly of, of her being kind of at odds with other people. And that's an interesting dynamic. If you play it right, like it can be interesting to have a character who is intentionally kind of selfish, but I don't know that the game always does it. Okay. Um, I think it could it, be used done better. Is what I think saying. it. I think it falls into more of the tropes than being like an intentional thing of like, well, we're going to create artificial drama by having her not want, you know, not like be reluctant to be the hero. And mm-hmm. the way they pulled that off didn't 100 percent work, because also like the first time she has to kill somebody, even though it's in like blatant self-defense, we have the whole breakdown of like, oh, no, I know I've been fighting all of these enemies up to this point, but I just killed someone in self-defense that was really evil, like, what does that make me? And it's like, it's fine. This is not a real moral dilemma. (laughs) Like, this is is such fake drama. Please, like, understand that, like, no 20-something-year-old who has had repeated brushes with the law, who is gotta look out for number one, is really gonna have a a blue screen of death because they defeated a supervillain. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is bullshit. Um, and, and that's where I think it sometimes is more tropey than intentional. But, you know, that's where, where the writing is a bit of a mixed bag. But at the same time, I did want to see how things developed. I did want to learn more about this world. And sometimes when other characters told Frey off, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, good. You know, I don't know that you're intended to take their, those character sides against Frey, but... Here we are. Okay. Well, I mean, that's. Eh, I mean, I, I'm excited to, to experience it for myself, but it's 
yeah, least, your mileage may vary, you know. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Like again, because this is a that that kind of dialogue is 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 also my jam. Like we talked about our our co-host buddy CJ and how he's the opposite of me in that regard. Yeah. So forespoken would definitely not be his style, but I'm excited to see if I'm like the opposite end of that spectrum. And I, I I'm going to be diving in in the next couple days and just really go at it. So it's going to be it's going to be good times. Yeah, I think I'm looking a lot deeper into a lot of this stuff than a lot of regular players are going to be. Like, this is very much a thing for me to, like, pick apart themes and stories and pick apart dialogue. And most people don't experience media and stories that way, right? So I can I can rag on these and say, like, from a technical standpoint, there are issues with, the like, the character arc of Frey and that, like, these bits of the dialogue do not work. But a lot of people aren't going to care about that. And that's fine. Like, that doesn't make their experience lesser or or impure, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's I, I think people sometimes can be very critical of those sort of elements in stories, but then not, um, not have the grace to acknowledge that, like, this is but one way to experience it. Dang. Yeah. I don't know. That's if, awesome. What, what other questions do you have? I have uh, one final. Okay, here, I. I, yeah. I, here's a good question just because I mean obviously in this this varies wildly depending on how much extra content you did but what would you say is the average length of this game like I I finished out at about 20 hours um, okay I feel was, like that's a very reasonable time for an RPG I heard people saying 13 to 15 um, with you know if you if you like burn through it and really don't do side content I did do a few hours of side content I imagine, I think I've heard that if you really want to be completionist, you'll hit closer to like 40 plus hours. So that'll be me because I'm going to be aiming for that platinum. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think that you want to look at this through the lens of being an RPG. I would look at it through the lens of being a big open world game with some RPG mechanics. Um, in like it's, it's, it's got more DNA in common with a game like Spider-Man than it does with most Final Fantasy games. If that makes sense. It does. It does. What would you, uh, I mean, would you, all right, without spoiling, because you finished the game, right? Yes. Does it lend itself to a sequel or is this kind of a one and done thing? Um, because my my fear is that it ends on this huge cliffhanger. No. And then Square's like, wow, we really didn't like the discourse surrounding it. <laughs> Time to scrap it and never touch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am sure somebody could come up with a way to do a sequel to this game. But everything's pretty wrapped up at the end. This isn't ending on a cliffhanger. This is it's not a two human scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, like it wrapped and I felt good where it wrapped. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's good, though, because I mean, in today's day and age, it's all about like set sequel bait and making sure you build a franchise. Yeah. And so I am happy to know that if there is a sequel, cool. But if not, I will have had a complete experience. Yeah, nobody's nobody's stuck, you know, waiting for. This isn't a Darksiders 1 situation that's like, how many years ago was that game made? And we're, exactly. we still have never gotten any follow-up on that ending. So, yeah. This wraps itself up almost a little too neatly 
um, in a way that I don't want to talk about because it's a little spoilery. I'd That's like fair. Please me don't. and you will talk about it uh, once you're done. I'm sure. Correct. But um, but yeah. But until then, right? No, no zip lips from me. My That's awesome. Ultimate like opinion on this game is I get that it's averaging at like a seven out of 10 when you average all the scores together. I think that that is so unfair to explaining what this game is because I don't think it's mid. I think it's this very interesting mixed bag with some really high highs and a couple of painful lows. Um, I think it's interesting while the while the discourse around the dialogue is very frustrating for me, it's very interesting to me how different the reception is for Forspoken compared to Final Fantasy 15. When I think Forspoken has all of 15's flaws, but actually succeeds better at most of the parts where FF15 was was good, um, and actually I think improves on a lot of the areas FF15 lacked. So looking at it through that lens, like I do think that it's interesting how somewhat unfair the reception has been. People loved the goofy dialogue in Strangers of Paradise, but then are willing to be overly harsh, I feel like, to Forspoken. Um, you know, this is an interesting game. The problems with it are going to be problems for everybody. Nobody likes 20 minutes of walk and talk. Right. But... The people for whom the combat clicks and the traversal clicks, the people who put in the, the, the time to get to that point and then really work out those mechanics are going to find something really interesting that they're always going to remember as like a messy favorite. This really is like a Dragon's Dogma type of situation. Dragon's Dogma is a messy as hell game. But, but it, it built up that following. The people who love it, love it because there's all these weird mechanical depths to it that make it a blast to play, even if it's this weird, obtuse, somewhat unfinished thing otherwise. And that's that's exactly what Forspoken is. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you got you were the one that got a chance to jump on. Did you have any uh, final thoughts about it? Um, No, just. Be be nicer to this game. <laughs> it's you know, or at least be fair. Would you would you recommend that uh, if someone's interested in RPGs, they should uh, jump into the fray? <laughs> um, I don't. Th- I think come into this with your expectations in check, which is it's not as much of an RPG as you think it is. It is much closer to like a superhero game in a lot of ways, but a superhero game with a lot of very, you know. Uh, you know, strong, fun, like high fantasy type of themes to right, it. Right, right. Um, and go in knowing that it's gonna take a bit to get going, but once you get going, the game is what you make of it, right? Whether you burn through the story content like I did and I had a blast, or if you're somebody who loves your Assassin's Creed and Grand Theft Auto and and Spider Man type setups and love these big open worlds packed full of little things to do. You're going to love it. That's good. That makes me happy. That's what we got. So do you have any final questions or thoughts? No, sir. All right. Well, um, um, this is God. This is one of those games that makes me glad we don't do scores, because if you put a gun to my head and told me to give it a number, I don't know what I'd do. Eight point five. Nailed it. I. (laughs) (laughs) 
But Matthew, you've only played an hour you, and you're, you not, said, you're not even at the good stuff. That can be the poll quote is 8.5. <laughs> yep. Just for 8.5. Uh, folks, that's what we've got. Thank you once again to Square Enix for the opportunity to play the game early and to review the game. You can catch SCGC live Thursday nights on twitch.tv slash official SCGC at 9 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about the latest in, in gaming news headlines. Finn, is there anything I'm missing? Uh, no, except uh, that I'm, I'm super cool. Finn is super cool. And Saki Bliss. Kindness costs nothing. Saki Bless. Finn is super cool. Take care, everyone.